0: You are listening to Engaging and exciting conversation On the Radiant Culture Podcast Podcast Get ready Now
1: Welcome everybody You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast My name is t Mick.
2: And I'm Cookie Monster And
1: we're joined by our favorites Man, we're not supposed to have favorites But yeah, I just have to confess We're with
2: PC
0: today (laughs) (laughs) PC how are you Guys, I'm so. Uh, <laughs> mama, I'm not a
1: good That's me your And I, I, actually don't have favorites, like in life. I just generally. Don't.
2: It's not what you said to me the other day. Uh,
1: wow, guys, I don't have favorites in general. It's okay. I don't have <laughs> Look at this jealousy coming <laughs> from nowhere. Hey.
2: <laughs> it's okay. We'll take it outside.
1: No. <laughs> yes. So we are here. To discuss some very important matters. Whilst you guys sip on your very expensive,
2: <laughs> expensive, expensive coffee, mm. thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so, so today we want to talk about um, a topic that I believe is is really um, pertinent, really important, which is that many times as Christians we we go through this journey, right, and often the trajectory is that. People start off very fired up for God and they, oh, yeah, man, they're willing to do all sorts of things. We're actually having a discussion earlier in here about how, you know, people burnt their CDs and T-shirts and, t-shirts and all those things. You know, when, when we and got literature. convicted and literature, certain <laughs> literature that we shan't, <laughs> that we shan't mention. <laughs> but, you know, it's that radical phase. And I think all of us go through that. Um, or at least most of us. I went through that, and, and I know I know many of us have. And then we, we're just so fired up for God. We've got so much faith, and we start to grow. Um, and then what often happens is that, uh, you know, after a couple of years, you're now a more mature Christian. Um, often we become complacent, and we... Yeah, we we forget or we stop doing those things that we used to do, almost as if we lose the fire. or we become too familiar with everything, you know. And I know a lot of us, or some of us, may be in that space right now, where it's like you, you're serving God, you're doing church, you are still faithful, but that fire is no is no longer there. That zeal is no longer there. Maybe it's just become a mundane thing that you do. Maybe it's just be, maybe it's even become a drudgery, right? You you just do it because. Yeah, it's got to be done. Um, and well, we want to talk about maybe that. Maybe not
1: even that, uh-huh. Maybe it's not a drudgery. It's just such a common... It's Place. become common to you. Like, it's right. just what you are, who you are. Yes, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. This is who I am. This is who I've been for the past 15 years now. But it, there's nothing special about it anymore, if you get right. what I mean. Like, how, like what you're saying in the beginning, it was like you wanted to tell everybody right. with ears that <clears throat> this is what you're about. But now everybody knows by now <laughs> so it's like not as exceptional yeah as it and i guess it a lot was. of things
2: in life are are like that mm. they do tend to be like that but i think yes. for our, for our journey for our faith paul talks about um never lacking it says never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the lord i think that's in romans twelve four, if i'm not mistaken I hope, I hope i'm hope i not i'm not misquoting that but anyway pc so that's what we want to talk about today to say um as christians what what causes that how do we get to that place where you know we're just kind of there just coasting
1: but you can be coasting and still praying every morning for for like an hour
2: yeah but i like what you said that you said it's not as special anymore yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: A very interesting uh, discussion matter and topic, um, by the way. How I like to look at it, um, I would use the term spiritual vitality, perhaps, mm-hmm. to read the spiritual vitality to talk about, um, you know, that constant, um, the zeal that you're mentioning and that, you, that you're making reference to. And I like that vitality, you know, the sense of the zeal, the zest, the, if I can use the word fire. The energy i liken it actually to something that is very common to most of us i mean that is fitness Mm -hmm. you know our physical fitness right anybody who's a human being i hope i'm not triggering anyone (laughs) by talking about physical fitness here but anybody that's a human being generally alive is able to carry on some physical exercises that's number one but for you to be uh, say an athlete you have to have some level of physical fitness yeah. right. to be able uh, to handle the demands of such a of such a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for you to get there, uh, there's a number of things I think would all agree contribute um, to you being that. And so, whenever that is lacking in the life of a believer or the disciplines um, uh, are lacking in the life of a believer, what you're going to notice is that um, the favor is going to go away, even though generally they're able to do the very basic or the very least. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about it the other day um, when I was just um, meditating about um, about physical fitness, and um, I remember making certain notes here that, you know, if you're going to be fit, mm-hmm. for instance, it's very intentional. Yeah. Right in order to be fit. Mm-hmm. So so when people are, are on fire for God, it's not so much that it necessarily just happens in and off itself. Mm-hmm. Just as, as would a person be, say, physically fit. Yeah. It's actually very intentional. Nobody becomes fit by mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody gets to, to, to levels of peak power, you know, um, unintentionally. There's some sort of intentional process. I was thinking about that. And I also realized something, even though when, when we're born again we start off with a certain level of fire you tend to notice that it grows mm-hmm. right or the zeal is as it were it grows as we apply ourselves. And even that growth is not necessarily instant. It's very gradual as a person is following um, what can I say? Um, certain disciplines. Yeah. The other thing I noticed again and I'm just I'm just equating here like we're saying the zeal, the zest, the energy, the favor. To physical fitness again, I noticed that generally anyone who's an athlete must be must be careful of injuries. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to bring it to our space as believers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get injured in, in courts. Right. Right along the way, which has an effect on our spiritual what? Favor and zeal. By injured, I'm not necessarily referring to just relational issues or or fallouts or whatever. It could be sin. All right. right, it could be discouragement, right? It could be even issues that happen in relating with other believers, right, which have an injury kind of effect to somebody's continued zeal. So they might not necessarily backslide or stop serving God altogether, but these, in course, injuries affect their ability to be at their peak. Okay. So now they begin to just uh, coast and go. Mm-hmm. But here's what I would say. I believe that it's somehow, way. If it's not addressed or if, if there's no redressing of such a, a place where a person is just costing, sooner or later they're going to go down.
1: Yeah. Oof, that's not a very good prognosis. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a time when we, we had an episode, I don't remember which episode it was, mm-hmm. but you mentioned the faith boosters. I think you were doing a series mm-hmm. at your church mm-hmm. about that. So maybe that can be something that we use In this episode to kind of discuss how you can get out of that plateau so to speak of kind of just being in this i don't want to call it lukewarm as such but i don't know would you say it's lukewarmness
0: i I would i would actually think it is lukewarm because listen if it's not growing it's dying and this is my view Mm. all right if something is not growing it's definitely dying Mm. so if you as an individual are not growing you are dying Oh, right you're decaying uh, and, and unfortunately sometimes we we, we we are nice or we're polite we don't want to upset people right but um, generally that is the ways of God yeah. you can't be in Christ right and not make progress impossible mm. right the path of the justice like the first gleam of, of day mm. which shines ever brighten, brighter and, and brighter and right day. we all with un, with unveiled face second Corinthians 3:18 behold the glory of God. And we're being transformed uh, into the same image format, from glory Glory to to glory. glory. There is no way you can be in Christ and improvement does not happen. Impossible. Mm -hmm. Firstly, internally, within you, and even whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. So improvement is always a sign, you know, that growth is happening Mm. as it were. And so now when that is not happening, it's a flag. It must be a flag, yeah. definitely in the life of a believer. And so, I, I think at the very first instance, we as individuals or we as Christians must never be content at not improving. Yeah. And watch this. And watch this. If we look at the world which we live in, generally, if it's, it's, it's largely if you want secular or ungodly or unchristian, yet by nature the world is constantly improving. Mm-hmm. Right. Technology is improving, systems are improving, uh, institutions are improving. There's nobody who's ever working, you know, just to maintain a status quo of any sort. Yeah. Right. If you if, if you do that, you can quite easily become a Yahoo, you know, the organization. <laughs> insofar as being yeah. overtaken by events yeah. Yeah. and happenings. Mm. So now, if this can be such a standard in the world, mm. what more? within the body of Christ. Mm. That kind of a thing, particularly with the impending return of Jesus. So, I would say that the first place and position or maybe perspective we must have as children, as sons and daughters of God is to say, is to not be content in a place where we're doing and not growing. So, already that must be a sign to me. Whenever I ask myself, okay, and by the way, uh, this is not just a thing that happens with, um, with, with members in the pews. This can also hit even pastors, mm-hmm. leaders, people who are at the very high, top ranks of, of, of spiritual authority, if I can use that word. Yeah. Who sometimes we may not know, and we may not even know in this world, but we'll discover when we cross the bridge the other side that these people were serving a God that they were not relating with. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can quite easily become very mechanical. Yeah. After 40 years of serving God, you know. In course, all the verses, mm. you know all the prescriptions, you could literally do this coming from, you know, coming from spo- smoking your weed, <laughs> right, <laughs> or beating your wife, yeah. and we've heard these kinds of stories, yeah. or whatever it is. So now, at an individual level, I believe that the first thing a person must do, must to refuse to be content mm. with failing to make spiritual progress. Oof, that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: Refusing to be content with failing, failing. to make mm.
0: spiritual. spiritual. And and mm. and the beautiful thing about it is you can never be too old to grow when it comes to the things of God. Mm. Unlike an 80-year-old who's got limits in terms of getting to know, uh getting to, to exercise their physical body. Mm-hmm. In the in the world of the spirit, okay, or in the world of Christ, there's always something fresh. Yeah. To know about Jesus, if you want, if I can use that term, all right. Or well, there's always something to improve because remember, we continue getting better by the day. Yeah. So, so already, they never get to a point where we can gladly say that we've reached the top and there's there's, there's nothing else to, to do. Learn. Exactly. That's awesome. You know,
2: PC, as you're saying this, I'm just thinking, um, the whole issue of complacency and 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 stuff. I, I think often what happens is that we we forget myself included that it's the small disciplines practiced daily that make the difference and it's not and even if you look at the way people people um tend to fall away or tend to relax in their commitment it's usually a gradual process right Mm -hmm. where you know you you stop reading your bible Um, You stop going to church, you stop listening to sermons, um, and then just slowly, you just gradually, um, what's the the word I want to use? Decline. Decline. There's a specific word I was looking for, but anyway, it's fine. And then you just find yourself in a place where you're like, hey, I'm not as hot for God anymore. I'm not as intrigued by the things of God anymore. You know, when somebody's asking for prayer, you you often think, do I even have what it takes? Or maybe sometimes you actually start slipping into certain sins, but Normally it's there's that song that um I think it's a third day song, if I'm not mistaken, uh which is called It's a, it's a Slow Fade. Maybe it's not third day, it's those other guys, those other white guys. <laughs> um it's a slow fade. Casting crowns. Yeah, casting crowns, right? Love that song. Um and it, it says it's a slow fade. People are not broken in a day, right? It's a slow fade. And I think that's just the thing that it, it happens gradually. And so but there's also things that we can start doing gradually mm. to help to to bring us back on the right path so maybe we can start talk talking a bit about that to say okay so if somebody finds themselves in that place where am i am i going ahead on myself here mm. if somebody finds themselves in that place where they're like you know what listen i'm not an apostate or anything i'm just in a space where i'm i'm not as on fire for god as i used to be um i'm just not driven Um, by the things that used to drive me before where God is concerned. What are some things that we can start doing? We spoke about faith boosters back in the day in one of the episodes. But maybe let's talk about that to say, what are some things that one can start doing to start rebuilding that habit force again?
0: You know, you're taking me back to a a teaching series I once gave a few years ago um, called The Seven Signs of a Backsliding Believer. You're right. (laughs) My my moonwalkers. (laughs) (laughs) The seven signs of a bad sliding believer. And um, I like uh, the comment that you've just made, my man. Because at, at, at the beginning of every four is a departure from the principles, the age-old principles that have gotten you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I remember I've written this and I've heard it. Was, I, I guess I was quoting some people. They said that what it took for you to get to the top is what it will take for you to stay. At the top, mm-hmm. right? So the effort in terms of let's just say prayer, the disciplines. Yeah. For instance, generally, uh, the fire goes out when the disciplines begin to slip away. That's one.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So the basic disciplines, um, like prayer. Prayer for me, even reading the Bible is like uh, is like bathing. Okay. No matter how technologically advanced we are going to be, you need soap. You need water. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> And there's never a day that's going to come, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Unless technology really does a number on us, right? Where soap and water are ever going to be uh, irrelevant, in so far as keeping us clean. Right. But watch this. Nobody can ever be clean by bathing once in their entire lifetime. Yeah. So generally, we've accepted that in order to maintain hygiene and health, mm-hmm. I must constantly bath, and it's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So now this. Is similar with say something which might seem to people as mundane. In fact, if it's mundane, you must be worried. If prayer begins to sound mundane, all right, it must be it must it must be worrisome to a believer because this is a vital life, yeah. right? But what happens with certain people? They slowly and gradually begin to depart from certain disciplines as a very as a, as a start. So it's a flag already when you already sees. Do the disciplines now? If you remember, I started by saying that um, spiritual vitality is like fitness. Okay, nobody becomes fit because they feel like being fit. All right, and so the, in fact, they exercise because they feel like exercising. They hit the gym because they feel like it. Generally, they discipline themselves, you know, to build up their fitness. Yeah. So in in the same way, we believers must discipline ourselves to continue praying, That's good. whether you wake up wanting to or not. Whether you wake up feeling, uh, whether you know, today's, today's, this morning's Bible reading didn't really hit hard and so forth. You shall live on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, so already that discipline factor is something I believe that many believers need to remember insofar as getting vitality to happen and not to what to depart from it. There are a number of other factors, of course, that take away the discipline. But I'm saying, at the very first instance, it's good to just notice that um, I must have a certain level of discipline. Yeah. If I'm going to become wealthy, there must be certain financial disciplines I must maintain to get there. Yeah. If I'm healthy, like I'm saying, certain, financial, certain uh, health disciplines I must maintain. The same applies with us with regards to the things of the spirit that, um, that must happen. Yeah. Out of interest. You mm-hmm.
2: mentioned that you preached a sermon on seven signs of a backsliding believer. Uh-huh. Would you mind just quickly going through those if, <laughs> if you still remember them?
0: One of them is that you, 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 you forsake, um, uh, you forsake your, and I, I'm, I'm trying to find the good words here. You neglect, you know, your relationship with God in this, in these two areas. Number one, the word, mm-hmm. you neglect your relationship with God through, um, through prayer, and then you neglect your relationship with God through fellowship. That's the first line. And if you notice, those are the disciplines I'm just alluding to. After that now, what begins to happen? One of the things you do is you... In fact, on the third one, let me... And I know we've mentioned this in a number of other episodes here. When we talk about neglecting your relationship with God through fellowship, Mm -hmm. you know, with other believers, you easily become comfortable, you know, in not being around Meetings of the saints. Now, if you read the book of First John, chapter five, uh, from verse one and verse two, right? Uh, is it First John chapter five or First John chapter four? But the Bible says that um, whoever loves God loves the children of God. Hmm. So generally, I, I worry when I see a believer who doesn't enjoy being around believers. I just, I just, uh, for me, the flags are up, mm-hmm. right? So one of the things that that already happens is that a person begins to slowly not enjoy right being in company with other believers right. and then as we go down the list they begin to be very comfortable in sin okay okay suddenly certain sinful habits they just begin to creep in and i like what we said remember fitness is is a gradual process mm-hmm. just as demise as well yeah. all right so it's, it happens gradually there are certain uh, former red lines which begin to become uh, negotiables All right, so um, let me give a very extreme, well, extreme, right? So last year it was illegal for me to hold hands with my girlfriend. Mm. Okay, this year it's okay for us to hug. You know that kind of a thing yeah. i know i could be touching lots of storms here yeah. last year it was it was it was it was totally wrong for me we, we to get watch. we get the example <laughs> We get the point but we the example get the is uh, it's very innocent it's very, it's very innocent <laughs> how about this one so somebody so so normally what's happening gradually is that the standards are falling yeah. Yeah. last year i couldn't watch that secular music channel mm. with those suggestive videos mm. okay that was last year this year it's okay Right, and so the, 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 the standards continue to chip away, and then you begin to notice that a person's heart is already growing and growing hard, you know, mm-hmm. towards God to the place where um, they begin to already drift yeah. and the vitality is lost. Now, what's a danger, however, is there's those that have a recognition of who God is who don't necessarily leave the fold physically but they've left the fold within their hearts and minds. Okay, so they're in the fold, but backsliding is happening. They maintain a form of godliness, but the power therein is what? Is missing. So suddenly you have to punch them to go tell invite somebody to church. Yeah. Okay, you have to punch them to tell them to live for God. You have to push them to get to those kinds of places. And so, and so it's dangerous. It's dangerous for us even here on the radiant uh, culture, you know, yeah, yeah. to come here and just go through the motions. Yeah. Yet the hearts, you know, the hearts have stopped burning for Christ. Yeah. And a sense of mission is lost just so that we can produce, for example, I'm giving it as an example. Yeah, yeah. So So... But it happens gradually, my man. Yeah. It's it's a gradual, gradual process. But what, what initiates it is the abandoning of bathing. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> the right. It's the
0: abandoning of the disciplines, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so, in other words, you should be able to smell that BO to know. Oh, wow. Right, so that's when
1: you know that. Yeah, it's that's been when you know that. Mm,
2: okay, it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, wow, I like what you're saying there, PC, because. There's something deeply practical about that, mm-hmm. you know, which is that it can happen to anyone it can happen to any one of us, those in leadership, those like people like us who are, mm-hmm. you know, involved in this sort of stuff that you can just start going through the motions. And then another thing that I've noticed <clears throat> with with concern is, um, how, how best can I put this? For lack of a better phrase, I'll call it worldly Christians. Okay. So by this, I mean, and I think we've spoken about this before, but I, I guess I've been observing a lot of this, which is people who are involved in church, mm-hmm. they'll come every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Some even serve in different capacities, mm-hmm. but in private, they live very worldly lives. Mm-hmm. So they're at every party. They are doing what... So you can't really distinguish between them and somebody who's not saved. They're getting mm-hmm. drunk just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're smoking what everybody else is smoking. They're shisharizing like everybody else. You know, they're sleeping with their girlfriend, they're sleeping with their boyfriend. Um, I'm just saying, look, so it's like people who just become very worldly in the way that they conduct themselves. But on Sunday, they're there. They're up in the front, raising their hands, worshipping God. They had cell group on Wednesday. So I'm just wondering that, you know, um, I think there's a danger there when, um, especially you know, in this generation of ours, where... You know, everything is about tolerance. Just let people be, be who you are, find yourself, you know, be yourself, do what makes you happy. There's this whole, you know, it's it's just this whole thing, this whole movement that's there these days. Um, And as Christians, I think we've got to be careful about that because the Bible is very clear about the fact that Jesus says, if all men speak well of you, if everybody loves you, you know, and this is the danger with this, with the, with the messaging that, that often comes, you know, which is, do you um, drop those who don't love you, focus on those who love you, that, that type of thing. And, we, and I see Christians even posting some of this stuff. And I'm thinking, but you know, there's very specific things that are said in Scripture where Jesus says, all, all men who hate you because of me. Now, of course, I'm not saying let's actively look for people to offend or to be hated, but I'm just saying, if there's no distinction between us And people who don't know God, if we're doing exactly what everybody else is doing, we're hating everybody, we're, we're hating people the way everybody else is hating, we're just like the world. The only difference is that on a Sunday, we wear our nice clothes and go to church. I think it's also a symptom of some of the stuff that you're talking about that maybe, you know, we need to really just take a bit of a pause and check ourselves to say, hey, am I really living for Christ? Or is it now just me doing my life on my own terms? with just the label Christian.
1: Hmm.
0: And, and I like why you're saying this, eh? because from this discussion, firstly, we everybody has to examine themselves. Eh? Yeah. yeah. And I want to go back to the word, you know, sometimes I, you said worldly Christians. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, what happens with many people is that they forget the standards that God has set for us to live by. I'm going back to the word. Yeah. You know, I was remembering Paul. I was like quoting Paul in Galatians chapter five. You know, the works of the flesh. I think one of the versions should be the NIV. It says they're obvious. Hmm. They're very obvious. I like to tell people you don't actually need to have a spiritual PhD. And then Paul lists all of them, right? Um, lasciviousness, wild parties, bickerings, dissensions, selfishness, etc. And then he says, and the like. He actually says, and the like. Mm-hmm. So his list is inexhaustive, eh? He right. says, and the like. Sure. Then after that... This is before he goes into the fruit of the spirit. He says, remember, he says, I warn you as I did before. Whoever lives like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. He says, whoever lives like this, which is a very nice or a good or a stark warning to say it's not just enough, you know, to be taking the register in terms of attendance and participation, but it's to turn, you know, the talk into an actual walk so that what we say, Is what we do and normally when the standards have fallen you tend to also see again the foundations have been shaken what is the foundation you know the supremacy of the word and its authority in people's lives I must say as a pastor one of my headaches many times is just to get people to accept the authority of the Word of God for instance here's something basic Remember, you're talking about the extreme. Now people are smoking, people are doing this and that. I was preaching a few weeks ago and I was telling people, do you know that the problem with God and you is not really your sin as much as it is your lack of discipline? Okay? Mm-hmm. Because sin is an end product. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's just a manifestation of something that happened at a certain place. Now, let me show you something. We talked about smoking, sleeping around, and so forth, right? I dare say... How about looking at the very basic thing of taking the authority of the scripture? So one person right now who's listening to us may not be doing the bad, bad sins, but there's Philippians chapter four. I say to you, do not be anxious about
1: anything. Anything. Mm-hmm.
0: I always tell people that verse is without exception. So now at a very low level, a person doesn't accept the authority of such a simple scripture. Okay. And what happens? It becomes a buildup. The mm-hmm. Thessalonians says, pray without season. Season. Okay, Luke chapter 4 says, man shall not live on bread alone. So already, at this very basic level, I, again, I always love to give the example of a, of a tsunami. That at the, point of where, at the point where it starts, is just a, a normal wave. But the effect thereof is always uh, massive and distracting. Mm-hmm. What am I saying? So sometimes you've got very basic or basic seeming uh, mundane, if I can use that word again, I don't know why I like like that word today. You know, disciplines that are coming from, just say, the authority of scripture in someone's lives. When those are slowly neglected, what's happening? The effect is not going to be seen today, it's not going to be seen next week, it's not going to be seen next month, but after a while then we see a great falling away. That's great. That kind of a thing. So, so for me, most of what we call the big things are just a manifestation Of something that happened, you know, a while back, which just went unchecked, Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. So, prayer, for instance, uh, T Mac, right? Today you felt bad, you didn't pray. Tomorrow you felt bad, you didn't pray. The next day you just said a a word, you know, because you didn't pray. Next week you didn't pray and you felt nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is more disastrous than the point of, if I can use this one, smoking. Because this is where the tsunami started. Yeah. But usually, guess what? Very little attention is given to those kinds of things. Mm. That's all good. Sure. That's all okay.
1: good. It's, 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 yeah. it's hitting home. <laughs> it's hitting home. <laughs> it's definitely hitting home. So for those of us who are listening and are feeling like we're identifying ourselves in what you are saying, where do we start because we're feeling like our faith is already shipwrecked. It's like the boat is destroyed. Like, where do, where do you even Can start again? Can I read a again? scripture before, bef-
2: yeah, before, sure. before PC um, comes on? Um, so there's a scripture that I, that I was reading. It's First Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. I'll read it quickly. This is in the, in the New King, King James Version. If you instruct the brethren in these things, so of course he's talking about things that he's mentioning earlier, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of mm. the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Mm. But reject profane and old wives' fables, and exercise yourself towards godliness. Exercise. Yes, and it's that particular line that I just think is so is is so relevant to what we're talking about, and and of course, P.C. you alluded to this that exercise yourself towards godliness. So it's something that's got to be actively done. It's a discipline Mm -hmm. for bodily bodily exercise profits a little. Mm -hmm. But godliness is Mm -hmm. profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it continues. But it's quite amazing that Paul is using this um, analogy of Mm -hmm. exercise Mm -hmm. that you you've got to exercise your body. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to say, but spiritual exercise or exercise in godliness mm-hmm. is more profitable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so if you just look at that, that, you know, those of us who do push ups and who run or who are planning on starting to run, <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is it's got to be a discipline. It's got to be something that's done intentionally. It's got to be something that is. Um, scheduled, you know, yeah. and it's not going to be easy because there are lots of things fighting against you, your own yeah. body, your own mind, your own habits. But the point is, if you want to exercise those muscles, mm. you have to start doing the work. And and I love how Paul just puts this that you have to um, exercise yourself in godliness.
0: And I'm liking that. Uh, you know what, I'm linking it to um, your question, Mac. Firstly, by the way, anybody who's feeling a hint of Conviction is generally in a good place. Join the crew. Okay. (laughs) Generally, if you're feeling like where I am, I'm unhappy with where I am, I need to do something. Mm. You are, as far as I'm concerned, you are not beyond redemption. You're actually in a good place. In fact, even if you're doing excellently well, right? What what does Paul say in Philippians chapter 3? He says, One thing I do, I forget what is behind. Mm. You know, so there's never resting on your laurels. The person who's dangerous is the person who's lost it. And there's no capacity or ability to even recognize that they're in a mess. Yeah. Okay, so the person who's, who's concerned is in a good place. Okay. So, so where do we get, uh, where, do we, where, where, where do we go? Which is why I like the verse that you've read. you you see how Paul starts with physical exercise, then it comes to godliness. So, it's, mm. so it's exercise, mm. right? Whenever you're wanting an athlete or anybody who's never uh, performed in athletics, to, to get a discipline of some sort, you always begin them with the basics, yeah. correct? Generally, if you're going to participate in sports in general, one of the basics of or fundamentals of sports is that you must be fit, mm-hmm. right? Correct? Mm. And then if it's let's say soccer or football, you need to then start working at um, at, and... at, at general yeah. basic skills yeah. before you talk about tactics, blah blah blah, et etc, mm. etc and so forth. If you're building a building, you know that you always start with the what. Foundation. With the foundation. Yeah. So what is the foundation for us? It is those timeless disciplines, mm-hmm. which is why I like to use bathing. <laughs> you see, reading the Bible must be to us what bathing is to everybody. You will never go to any country in the world where people are negotiating against bathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's universally accepted that you cannot start your day
1: yeah.
0: without taking a
1: bath. Yeah.
0: Right? And we know that that's how we're going to get healthy. So, so you go back to the basics. So one of the basics, before we even go to um, necessarily the discipline of, say, prayer, I would I would probably put the word and prayer together there. Why? Because um, with regards to the word, there's the information or the knowledge aspect of the word. You know, the word brings light. Yeah. It, it um, illuminates uh, the truth into your life in such a way that you're not wrong. From uh, wrong from right, good yeah. from bad, yeah. what you should do and what you should not do. So as long as the word is entering into a person's system, one of the things that's happening is that uh, you're, you're, you're receiving truth that liberates you. For instance, truth with regards to where you, where you must be, where you need to go, what must improve and what must change. And remember, just like with kids, you know, we give kids basic math which is different to what we give to people, say, in high school and mm-hmm. in university. Mm-hmm. But it's those principles, as they are coming in, that are building a foundation yeah. or the basics that's going to give us the next Lionel Messi mm-hmm. or the next Cristiano Ronaldo. So a person has to go back Haaland. to the <laughs> Haaland, yeah, to the basics, mm-hmm. you know. So one person can just sit down with themselves right now and ask themselves, how am I doing on the basics on the basics. Yeah. All right, am I jogging? Yes, I'm a soccer player, but am I am I doing my rounds, you know? Mm. That kind of a thing. Am I doing my sit-ups? I don't know if sit-ups are, are basics and so forth. So those basics now of just getting back into the word, getting back into the place of prayer. Now watch this about prayer. A lot of people when they've lost it, they they're busy uh, uh, fighting with themselves trying to go back say to praying 6 hours again, perhaps when they, when that was lost. I was telling somebody this week that you know what? any relationship dies on the on the, on the the place where communication dies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Any relationship, man to woman, father to son, uh, man to God, God to man. So I said, what do you do when you're trying to repair a broken relationship insofar as communication happens? And then this is what I was telling the person, small talk. Mm-hmm. Small talk. Yeah. Okay? Let's start with a non-existent relationship. Mm-hmm. You and I don't know each other. How do we build a great relationship? It starts by the, hi, hi, Craig, T-Mac, okay, that's today. Mm. Tomorrow, hey, how's your morning? Mm. By the way, where'd you stay? Mm. Hey, what you, is that coffee? Mm. You know, what happens is, you know, the small talk gradually it. building
1: yeah.
0: begins to open doors for a great relationship. Yeah. So here I am, guys, I'm not on fire. I'm just doing these things. <laughs> Even when they ask me on Sunday to open with the word of prayer, I already know the words, but it's not. Why don't you go back to the small talk with God? Yeah. Okay, so you can't pray six hours, fine. Why don't you just pray that one minute and make it regular Every single day. Because actually there was once a time when it was like that. For some of us, we, we prayed when we we're in, in Sunday school, all right? So we never prayed three hours or fifteen hours. Mm. So we just make a small little short prayer.
1: Yeah.
0: But as we built that and as we built that, guess what? It started happening. Yeah. This is why I'm saying go back to the what to the basics. Mm-hmm. How about the small talk with regards to talking to God? I love it. Right? So so it's the it's that at the very, very, very basic. You see, and I guess even a person who's been in an accident, sorry guys, I think I'm talking a bit much, but if a person is, uh, is injured seriously in an accident, they go back to physio, right? Yeah. And when they're doing physio, they're not teaching you very um, sophisticated. things. Yeah. They, they, they get you back to just beginning to put one leg mm-hmm. in front of the other. Mm. Yeah. Why don't we get back to putting one leg in front of the other? Starting in the morning, Lord, thank you for this day. What a wonderful day. I love you so much. Do that every single day. Do that five-minute prayer every single day. Mm. Yeah. Within two weeks, suddenly you can't talk to him for five minutes. You continue going on and on. Yeah.
1: Can I ask you for the people who are in positions of authority or their teachers or are in some way responsible for other believers? Mm. What would you recommend for them? Because I guess the tendency there is to be like, let me withdraw whilst I you know, work on myself. Should they continue serving and hope that in so doing the fire is also rekindled or they should take time away
0: i suggest taking time away if you're deeply caught in sin generally if you are insane and it's endemic uh, get a time out okay okay by the way generally everybody must rest whether because sometimes when you say people in power we make it look like, uh, sorry, in authority, spiritually. Mm. We make it look like they're the only ministers. Yeah. Everybody is a minister. Yeah. We're, just on the, we're just on different tracks. Mm. So these disciplines, they don't apply only to uh, those that are in front, mm. on the front line necessarily. That's number one. If you're in sin, I would say I think you need to, to, to put a stop. Here's the caveat to all what I'm saying. Let's assume a person continues to go without addressing, say, the basics and these fundamentals. What is going to happen? The same thing that happens to an unserviced car which is out of oil. Sooner or later, it's going to, in Zimbabwe, we say it's going to knock. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Some, they say an engine seizure or something like that. Mm. So if we just leave that person uh, within their own wiles, they're going to get and give us a Judas Iscariot kind of scenario. You see, Judas Iscariot was not an overnight. Uh, downfall. Mm. It was just a gradual process that went unchecked, and it had this point of what is point of of totally tanking out. So, if you're in authority, maintain the disciplines. The other thing that also happens, by the way, in terms of spiritual uh, vitality, is service. One of the signs of backsliding Christians is they they stop serving. One of the ways to maintain fire, if I can use that word, mm. is constant participation yeah all right so one of the things that happens when you constantly um serve god's grace is always poured out remember james chapter 4 says he gives more grace okay so as we serve the grace to serve and obviously to get us revitalized also comes along with that package so if you're an authority remember the basics don't don't forget serving for instance, you cannot tell me that somebody who's genuinely and constantly reaching out to the lost all right, is going to lose their vitality for Christ. Mm. But rather, when vitality for Christ is lost, you find out that witnessing soon falls away. Mm. It's one of the quick ones that fall away, witnessing. Yeah. Yeah. And then after a while, just being involved in church, that, 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 that's the, the next thing that comes up until, you know what, just going to church automatically dies. So if you're, if you're an authority... Go back to the basics. Start with God in the word. Stay in prayer. Do that. If you don't, I promise you, you're going to tank. Or you know the devil is going to give you one good one. He's going to he's going to give you one good one. It could be through sin, it could be through discouragement, it could be through something. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you one good one. So just maintain the disciplines and also this. And also this, particularly for people who are in authority. Be careful of being a lone ranger, Samson. Mm The one thing that led to Samson's downfall is not necessarily Delilah, but that Samson was a brilliant guy that was alone. It is not good for a man to be alone. And sometimes we're the ones who preach to telling people, you know, you need to be connected and so forth. Yet we are connected with the work more than we're connected with other people. I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and we were saying, uh, you know what, many pastors actually don't have friends. Yeah, You know, don't have that companionship aspect to their lives, mm. which becomes such a big and massive downfall to them because there's lack of accountability. There's no one who's really checking you out, what's going on, whether you're falling by the wayside to hold you and so forth. So let them also make sure that they're plugged in because they can quite easily not be and we won't know the difference. Mm. This is good. This is really good.
2: Um, Thank you for that. So good. You said something about rest.
0: Uh,
2: and I think it's a key one also uh, because, of course you know in this fast-paced world that we're living in and and for somebody who's serving in uh, especially in a in, in frontline ministry it's i guess it is important to to rest and to to refresh the question though is hmm, um how does this may actually sound very basic but how does one rest without withdrawing you know what i'm trying to say um because i have seen instances where some people have said ah you know i'm just taking that that's that word i'm just taking a sabbatical and then three years later (laughs) five years (laughs)
1: later they're still on
2: sabbatical so yeah maybe if you can just speak to that as well because i think that's a that's an important one
0: absolutely let me start on this note I normally hear people saying this word, I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, I'm just tired. You know, I'm coming to church today, I'm just tired. Or on Monday, even people can work, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I love to ask this question because I do a lot of counseling, eh? I love to pose this question, are you tired or you're weary? Okay. Mm-hmm? Because many people that claim to be tired are actually weary. Now watch. Oh. What do I mean by weary? You are overburdened by the issues of life. Mm-hmm. If you give a person eight a weary person eight hours of sleep, they'll wake up. They'll still, still wake up weary. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you send them off to the best holiday destination, you know they'll come back and they'll still have issues. Mm-hmm. Why? They are weary. Okay. okay? Tired is basically um a s uh, maybe I would say physical and emotional state where you've been overexerted and you just need to refresh your batteries by just pausing a little bit mm-hmm. generally there's a difference between being weary and tired now what normally happens as far as i'm concerned is you've got a lot of weary people serving right mm-hmm. and when people are serving weary like i'm saying if you if you notice how i started i said the fitness can be affected by injuries this is when now People can be messed up by offense. Mm-hmm. They can be messed up by discouragement, offense or relationship issues or sin. That kind of a thing. So we need to watch out now. Now, how do you get away from being weary and how do you manage issues of of, of tiredness generally? Number one, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three is very clear. There's a time for everything. Yeah. So generally, <clears throat> within everybody's daily schedule must be physical time. Just, you know what, to get enough sleep. Right, and rest physically. But added to that, what does the psalmist say? He says, Find rest, my soul, Mm. in God alone. Right. Why is this very important? Then he says, Because He alone is my refuge and my strength. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing here. Why is this important? Because it's possible to sleep three hours and wake up fresh. Please, I'm not suggesting that we should have very few hours of sleep. But it's very possible to sleep on a hard floor Mm -hmm. and wake up good. And yet be in a very comfy bed and wake up tired. And what's the difference here? It is the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, true rest comes in the presence of God. Two two Psalms. Mm -hmm. Psalm chapter 16 from verse 8. You know, he says, I have set the Lord always before Before me." me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall never be moved. That's what he says. Verse 11 of Psalm 16, he says, you shall show me the pathway to life. In your presence is the what? Is the fullness of joy. Yeah. We, we go to the famous Psalm, Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. What does he say? He says that you restore my soul. Mm-hmm. Every day, at the end of the day, we all recharge our phones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who recharges man's spirit? The Lord. Yeah. David says, God, you restore my soul. This is why some of us have to become addicts for the presence of God because when you get in there after life has done its it's thing on you every single day, that's when you know what God is doing and restoring. Isn't this why he says in Psalm chapter 27 verse 4, the one thing that I have desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house. house." Mm -hmm. If you follow that, that line that verse, he goes on to say for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, right? In the secret place of his tabernacle right? He shall hide me, mm-hmm. right? He shall set me, you know, high above, you know, my enemies, mm-hmm. all right? So he shall set me high above the stress of Zimbabwe, the tensions that might come with marriage, you know, and family, you know, the issues, the pressure that comes with ministry or even temptation. Mm-hmm. And not sometimes temptation, you know, sometimes it's the, the, the tension that comes with you making mistakes and falling yep. and even falling, right? When you're with him, you know, he sets you high above the guilt of the mistakes that you've made, mm. the prayers that you didn't do yesterday, mm. how you broke that 10-day uh, fast, two, two hours into it, okay? <laughs> and you're feeling bad about that, yes. how you haven't been early to church meetings, you know? Mm. When, you're, when you're getting back into that place, what does he do? He, he sets you high above it. He restores your soul. What and happens? guess what? You're reset and you're ready to go. I'm loving this. But it comes back to the basics. PC, uh, you know what? Just
2: everything you're saying there, man. And this is all scripture, right?
0: Yeah.
2: I, I think the problem is after we're weary, like you're saying, wanna go to re- recharge our batteries from Burner Boy. <laughs> so this, this is the problem. Andrew owns owns are weary, say that. and then owns wanna be blasting Burner Boy there. Yeah. But I, I I'm just saying that there's just something. There's just something so deep about what you said, mm. finding our rest in God, mm. you know, and i mean listen i'll be I'll be the first to admit that i'm I'm actually very convicted by that because mm. i I too get really busy sometimes, you know, and the times when you're just so busy that and typically music is my go to I, I love music, there's just certain types of music that I'm just like, ah bruh going I I'm gonna blast some beats, right, but just hearing you say that is is' just so deep and I think so practical that if we really started to develop a lifestyle where we learn to go back to God to recharge our batteries, yeah. you know, I think that is just so, Gain, so, so deep. Game changer. Yeah.
0: I'm always talking every morning in traffic. I tell people, for me, traffic is one of my biggest blessings. Alright? Why? Because when I get into my car, I must admit guys, I don't listen to secular music. I don't. Cir- circular, huh?
1: <laughs> uh, or
0: non Christian music. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh-huh. Right? So, at any given so time. So, like at all at all? At all at all. I only hear it in public spaces. Okay. All right? There's nothing in my phone, in my world, that, that, that dances to that. Okay. I'm not trying to impose myself here, but let me just throw something controversial there. Yeah. I've never somebody, after two hours mm. of listening to whoever, un- uh, non Christian, let me not say ungodly, Mm-hmm. non-Christian music, musician after that comes out wanting to break out in tongues, prophesy, or mm-hmm. reach out to the lost. I've never. If you get into my car at any given time of the day, mm-hmm. either it's worship music or it's the word of God. That's good. At any given time. I'm trying to talk about something now. Yeah. Now, when I'm, when I'm in traffic, an hour of traffic, for me, it passes me without noticing. Why? Because I'm listening to scriptures. Remember what Paul says in the book of Colossians? Let the word of Christ dwell. In you. Dwell. It doesn't just say dwell. He says dwell richly. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. It, dwell richly. So mm-hmm. I must have an overdose. <laughs> of course, it's impossible to be overdosed with the, with the yeah. word of God. If it is possible, then find me somebody who's been overdosed on oxygen. All right. He was hospitalized because he had too much oxygen. You can never breathe too much oxygen. All right. So in my system, in my system, as I'm going throughout the day when I'm in traffic, I'm listening to worship or I'm listening to the word. And normally, I'm a participant. Yeah. And as that does, as, as I'm going through the motions, usually I, I tell people I find my range. I already find my range. Now, these things are what keep some of us in that place. And I want to emphasize this, that sometimes we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we fall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we sin. Yeah. You see, but when you get back to that place, when you get back to that place, you see, there's a, a, a revitalizing that happens. Yeah. Your, 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 your conscience is awake. Suddenly, your heart, you know, it beats when you start thinking certain ungodly thoughts. When you start doing certain things, you know, you look back and you're very repentant, you know. You also are reminded of who you are yeah. in Christ. You're not a sinner, but you're a child of God. You know, you're, you're seated with him in heavenly places, that kind of a thing. But what have you done? You've set up an environment. Remember, what I'm saying also can be even used, um, even in a relationship setup, why am I saying this? There's never a marriage that becomes strong by mistake. When people drift, they then diligently come together and start uh, patching things up, right? They start spending time together Mm -hmm. deliberately. It starts off as difficult, but it works. So Mm -hmm. that's how we do it with God. And now I emphasize that these are basics, right? These, as far as I'm concerned, are basics. But what happened with people, they got used to bathing. <laughs> they started thinking that, you know what, bathing ain't so cool after all. That kind of a thing. But when you get back, you start bathing again. Yeah. Suddenly the layers of dirt, you know, they start falling off. And what do you do? You begin to feel fresh. Who doesn't feel fresh after bathing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is awesome, man. Thank you so much, PC. Um, I know we have to wrap it up. But I love, I love everything you're saying. I love how practical it is. I love the fact that just even you know going back to those disciplines going back to um, a lifestyle of worship you know listening to listening to worship music how many of us are spending time just listening to worship music in our cars or in our airpods or whatever you know or have we become so um yeah if we just become so used to listening to other things that we don't really place that premium on 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 worship music anymore uh, on listening when was the last time you listened to a sermon you know just how, what do you do during your times of entertainment? You know, how do you entertain yourself? So I think these are all things that we need to think about. Do you, you that,
0: remember the times you used to listen to those one hour, 30 minutes uh, sermons? Yeah. And now people are saying, no, you know, I want to listen to just a 15 minute. Uh, yeah, it's but, too long. You know, it's just too, to too long.
2: Yeah. So, so these are all things that I think, you know, we, we need to all think about. Um, and you've given us a lot to think about today. I think this has been a very key discussion for all of us. I don't know if anyone has any closing thoughts, T-Mac?
1: No, I don't. I'm too convicted to even speak. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. I, okay. I don't
1: have much more to add. <laughs> Thank like you, it. PC. I
2: like that. I like that. Um, I want to I wanna read a scripture. It's the last thing I want to do before, before we wrap it up. It's just a scripture that's been, um, I guess, sort of like burning in my heart. It's. A, I was actually listening to this scripture earlier this morning when I was when I was driving. I like listening. There's a podcast that I listen to quite a lot when, when I'm when I'm driving. Um, so, well, of course, I listen to our podcast, but sometimes I get tired of my own voice. So, <laughs> but it's it's another podcast that it's an apologetics podcast. Um, and he read from John 15. John 15. Jesus says, "I'm the I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Mm -hmm. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Mm -hmm. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Then he says, Mm -hmm. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And so I think this is this is the key man that we need to get back to that place where we abide in the vine again. That's the only way we're going to we're going to we're going to bear fruit and God wants us to bear fruit. You know, and just like the story of the prodigal son that maybe there could be some of us out there who are thinking, "Ah oh, man, I'm so I'm so lost, I'm so out there, I'm eating from the pigsty and I've squandered my wealth with prostitutes and you know, all of that." But always remember that the father is waiting with his arms wide open Mm. and and he 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 wants to welcome you he wants to to rekindle that relationship again to start walking in fellowship with you again and so don't ever think that you're so far gone that god can't can't find you or or can't rescue you i think you know this is a great time to actually uh, come back to your senses as the bible says Mm. and run back to the father Um, and you know this is for anybody you may be so far gone that you're down there or maybe You just did a bit of a moonwalk, you know, and backslid a bit. But the point is, let's always strive to be in the vine because that's the only that's the only way we're gonna bear fruit. Yeah, I just wanted to share that. PC anything from you?
0: Let's get back to the basics.
2: Back to the basics.
0: Bathing hasn't stopped being relevant. I love that. Keep bathing. Keep keep bathing
2: because we don't want that (laughs) bio. Anyway, so yeah, we're good
1: thank you for listening for any of your comments or additions or questions please interact with us on our social media pages on facebook on instagram or you can email us um we really want to know what your thoughts helps us make this podcast better and yeah we'll be touch soon yeah peace Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless.
0: It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.